Hey, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to Real Talks, PT School and Beyond. Real talks about the victories, the struggles, and all the experiences that make up the journey to becoming a doctor of physical therapy. My guest today shares his long journey of getting accepted to PT school and how he fought every step of the way. It's a great episode for all you non-traditional PT students out there. So stick around. I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back to Real Talks PT School and Beyond. I have a very special guest with me today. I got the homie, Mr. Gamal Oki with me. Gamal, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, dude, thank you. Um, I'm super excited to just hear your story. Gamal has been one of my classmates in my lab group, and he's a uh, yeah, he's, we and him have gotten to work together a lot, and I'm really excited to hear your story today. Sounds good. So uh, let's just start with where did you grow up? So I was born in Mexico, and but my mom brought me over when I was two years old, and it was just me and my mom because I don't know my biological dad. So it was kind of like a one-night stand kind of thing. So. Mm. My mom had me when she was 20, so she was pretty young, but I mean, I'm thankful that she brought me over when she did, because I wouldn't be where I am today if she didn't, so that's huge. Um, Yeah, shout out to the moms out there. For sure. So yeah, bro, we came over, and I was two years old, and she she didn't meet my my dad, who's technically my stepdad now, Mm -hmm. and so they met when I was about five years old and he had so my brother, he's my stepbrother. So it was my dad and and now my stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Well, and we met when we were five and they got married. So basically they I think the naturalization process is like I'll say three or five years being married to a US citizen and then you can apply for your naturalization. But yeah, that once my mom got naturalized and that was like in, I was in like fifth or sixth grade, she got naturalized. So that made me a U.S. citizen. My dad technically adopted me. So I took over his last name. So Mm. people probably wonder why, like I'm Mexican, but I don't have like Mexican name. Yeah. My first name is Arabic. My mom just happened to like the name, but in Arabic, it means camel i think and then okay in hebrew i think it means like beautiful perfect something like that but anyways that's that's the first name then the last name's irish that's my dad's last name and so my mom's maiden name is manessa so that's a little bit more mexican but anyways so yeah growing up i grew up in phoenix arizona going to so i went to high school at greenway high school mm-hmm. you know where that's at right where yeah that's at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I played. So I played basketball growing up, throughout my whole life from fourth grade to all throughout high school too. But once I got high, into high school, I started playing football and track. So I did football, basketball, and track. Nice. And so I did that all four years. But my first introduction to physical therapy was actually my freshman year of high school. Um, I got injured in track. And it was more like I just created a muscle imbalance in my back because I did hurdles. Mm-hmm. So just doing that same leg over and over again just creates that muscle imbalance. So that was my first time going to PT. And I just remember being in the clinic, being evaluated. And I was like, I fell in love with the therapist that I had. And I just remember telling my mom, I was like, man, how does how does he know all this? Like, <laughs> Right. So smart, like, and it's like she was like, "You gotta go to school for it." So even then, I still didn't decide I wanted to be in physical therapy. Uh-huh. So that wasn't until after high school. But yeah, I, I had a couple occurrences with physical therapy throughout high school, and it was 
I always got injured in track. I never got injured playing football or basketball on these contact sports. It was always yeah. a non-contact sport that I would get injured. Interesting. Yeah, bro. So let's see. Um, after high school, I I went to a community college, Glendale Community College. Nice. And I mean, I'd recommend that to anybody. Try to get as many classes as you can out of the way at a community college because it's a lot cheaper. One hundred percent. The credits count count the same. So mm-hmm. I did that, but so I I started going to college full time when I first started, but I was pursuing an engineering degree. Mm. I was I was good at math, and early on, I don't know. I think my mom put it in my head that. I, I should be an engineer because I was yeah. good at math and I like building stuff. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what I want to do. And, but like, so also after high school, like during high school, I got really into mixed martial arts. Like I was started following like the UFC and all that. My cousin who lives in Albuquerque, he's a black belt in jujitsu. Mm. So he's kind of like who introduced me to mixed martial arts and all that. And so as soon as I got out of high school, I didn't mention. So I injured my my wrist my junior year playing basketball. Uh huh. And so I it ended up being a scaphoid fracture, which I didn't know. I went. They thought it was a sprain, so mm-hmm. it healed a little bit. But I remember trying to play football my senior year and it was just so painful. I had to tape it up. I played receiver and corner. So I had to mm-hmm. catch everything with one, one, my right hand. Ooh. Uh, I got really good at catching with one hand, but. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So after high school, I didn't, I got surgery on that wrist and basically I had to wait like six months for it to heal. But I started doing jujitsu about, a month after my surgery. You couldn't wait, huh? I could not wait. I can't stand not do anything, man. So I started doing that and I got really involved in it. And like, I mean, the goal was become a UFC fighter, MMA fighter, you know, like I'm not there just to, just for working out or anything. I was, yeah. I was, I was trying to do something with it. That's so sick. Got, yeah, man. So I got pretty involved in that and I was doing it for about two months. And so this gym is called the MMA lab. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty popular one out here in Arizona. Yeah. So it's one of the bigger gyms here in Arizona and the coach, John Crouch, remember before one of my jujitsu classes, he came over to me or asked me to come over and was like, Hey, come on, just, just me and Ben have noticed your improvement. You've, You've been really consistent and making a lot of improvements in your athletic. You pick things up quickly. Like we're seeing if you'd be interested in joining our fight team and potentially making a living out of this. Dang. I was like, I'd be like, let's go. Yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. So I was like, of course. So I started training with the fight team and got really involved with that. Um, but I was also going to school full time. So once I got on the fight team, I kind of like cut school to part time. Mm-hmm. Also, I had to get, get a job too because I got to be able to pay for the gym and be able to support myself and my family. Mm-hmm. You know? Where was I going with that? So you were talking about um, you had to cut back to school and you were training and then you had brought up your wrist injury too, because you were about. Yeah. So, I mean, my wrist didn't fully heal, mm-hmm. but I was still doing it. And I mean, I kind of just taped it up and tried not to move it too much, but yeah, that's kind of hard when you're rolling around with people. Totally. So anyways, it's, it's still a little painful, but. I got through it. It wasn't, I'm not saying that was like the big issue was my wrist or anything, but no, it didn't help. Yeah, Um, definitely. So yeah, I I had to cut back on school a little bit Mm -hmm. just to be able to work and practice at the same time. Totally. 
and I was practicing for a good year or so with the fight team and mm-hmm. been really good. And, and I just, so after my first semester of school, I decided, I was like, man, engineering, I'm, it's not for me. I, yeah, totally. I just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't getting me excited. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So where I was going with starting MMA, I got really into strength and conditioning and really trying to improve my performance, you know, because I'm totally. like, this could be a career for me. Like, I need to do what I can to make myself better and optimize my performance. So that's when I really started working out, really gotten interested in the body and how everything works. And I always had PT in the back of my mind, like, Mm -hmm. kind of like, if I don't like engineering, then I probably want to pursue PT. So I met with the advisors and told me to, I need to pursue my associates in science. And then you could transfer to get your kinesiology degree. Mm -hmm. I did. So Basically, I was at a crossroads with MMA, choosing school and MMA kind of. Yeah. Because at this point, like after a year or two of MMA, I I needed to start working full time. I needed, I had more responsibilities. I had more stuff to pay for. So yeah, totally. I get a full time job. So I was like, well, I can't do full time training, full time work and school. So like I slowly started backing off MMA and started really focusing on school, but uh, I'm glad that I didn't pursue engineering and that I made the switch to kinesiology. Yeah, because I mean that's that's why I'm here now. I mean that stuff totally gets me excited. That's what gets my blood flowing, you know. Yeah. So did you actually, did you end up getting like into any like official like matches, like when you were doing the MMA training? So I didn't, I was never, I never got consistent enough to get a fight. Mm. Like I was, I was leading there. I was basically just starting out and just training with the fight team and just learning pretty much. Yeah. You know? Like I wasn't, my coaches weren't ready to just put me out there. I did totally. do a a smoke, they call it a smoker event, which is like a sparring match. Mm-hmm. And that, that didn't go well. Cause this, this was when I first, this was, I want to say before I was on the fight team. Yeah. I just started sparring and they had this event coming up and I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm, yeah. I mean, if I want to fight, then I'm, I better get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I had an opponent and then like a day before the guy dropped out my opponent and then, because they try to match you up versus with skill level, mm-hmm. so or experience pretty much. And this guy, I had been training for like two months, and this my new opponent was like two years. They said, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't care. That's fine." Let's yeah. So I took the fight, and I got knocked out. Um, Damn. As, as quick because I came in there, it was You're- like. <laughs> They're considering a sparring match. So I'm like in there just coming in to spar. This dude's coming in here to knock me out. Damn. So I got knocked out and I was like, oh, crap. What? I didn't even know what happened when, yeah. when I woke up. I was like, is the round over? I was like, <laughs> kind of. it's kind of crazy being knocked out. But I mean, you don't feel anything. Yeah. But yeah, man, Damn, that, bro. that was my only like sparring fighting kind of thing. I did do some jujitsu tournaments mm-hmm. and that's always fun. I do, I do want to get back into jujitsu whenever I find some time. Yeah. But right. I, I do kind of want to get back into that MMA realm and possibly be like a sports, like PT for like MMA kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. kind of like my goal, but. Bro, that would be sick. So yeah, because I don't MMA is not a huge sport yet. I mean, it's definitely growing, but mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like a good niche to have, especially knowing people in that in that arena. So totally, totally, and talk about like a whole like completely unique way that you have to train about like because I mean when you think about like functional strength like. I mean, I don't know if it gets more functional than like fighting another person, you know, cause like nothing is 
linear, nothing, everything is all like these different body positions. So like you really have to be like MMA athletes, like those are some of like the most like well, like highly trained athletes out there. For sure. I definitely agree with that. So yeah, man, I, I definitely was in great shape back then and I really enjoyed it. But I mean, now I'm, if I were to get back into it, I'm not going to try to fight. I just want to learn jujitsu because I think jujitsu is one of the most important martial arts that you can have or know mm-hmm. that works. As you've seen, if you've watched the first two UFCs with Hoist Gracie, Sabintini's way bigger guys, like 400 pounds more than him or whatever. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, so that's kind of what, what I want to do. Hey, that's sick, man. Hey, and props to you for stepping in the ring too, because <laughs> like most people wouldn't even like have the courage to get in there. And dude, sometimes, you know, you get knocked out and it's all good though. You're, you're alive and you're fine. So for sure. Yeah. Props I mean, to you, definitely, man. definitely learning experience. And that taught me, it was like, well, I need to prepare a lot better. Preparation is key. Totally. For sure. Totally. <clears throat> but yeah, so so I slowly stopped going, like I slowly backed off with MMA and like started really focusing on school because my my grades were pretty poor, like starting mm-hmm. my college career because so I because I graduated high school in 2010. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't get my bachelor. I didn't graduate with my bachelor's until 2018 in December. Yeah. So it's been like a long, long road of working full time and trying totally. to take trying to take these classes whenever I can. And mm-hmm. that was also a hard thing, just trying to find classes that fit your schedule, you know, yeah. like this class, but they only offer it in the morning, but I work in the morning. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So I started working at this, it's called Crescent Crown Distributing in 2013. It's a beer mm-hmm. Um. So I worked there until I got into school pretty much. Oh, nice. But, but that was like, full-time job it was a full-time job but like the reason i didn't go into like getting a tech job or anything i mean i i just couldn't afford to take like a tech job i mean i had to support myself my family be able be being able to afford everything you know Mm -hmm. so i kind of had a i mean it was a great company to work for and i and i loved working for that for them My, my brother still works there so but i I drove trucks for them and delivered beer and Mm -hmm. I mean, what gets better than slinging beer all day, you know? Yeah, I know. You get, uh, you get a lot of free samples too. Um, A little bit. I would hope. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, Um, no, uh, tech jobs. Yeah. Are not the best paying jobs. I I had, I worked as a tech and yeah, but I, I feel you on that struggle of just trying to balance school and then working like full time because um yeah i mean school alone is hard enough and then you're trying to fit it into your schedule trying to make time to study after you just worked a full day uh i can only imagine that that was probably really tough for sure oh yeah and so with this job it was so i was salary and you basically so i have a route and i try to get done as fast as i can mm-hmm. so i mean I started at six, so eight hours would have been like two o'clock, two thirty if you count the thirty-minute lunch. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my classes would start at one o'clock, so I'm yeah. like, I'm, I was literally running all the time. Like, I was always running, like yeah, to deliver beer, stacks of beer. I'm running with a stack of beer, trying to yeah. get as quick as I can, man. Totally. So that that in itself was like one of the hardest things I've had to do, just trying to finish up my degree, man. It's like yeah. just bust my ass, get get done, get to school. I feel uh, that. That was the way of life. So that that's kind of what took so long to get my degree, mm-hmm. get my bachelor's in kinesiology. So yeah, I guess I didn't go into so I went to community college until I want to say 2015, mm-hmm. just slow taking classes when I could. Yep. And I transferred to ASU and you had to get so many credits there. And so this was downtown campus and I lived in Surprise, 
And mm. for people who don't know, that's about 45 to an hour drive, depending on traffic. So yeah, I'd have to hurry up and get over there. And yeah. So that was, I mean, that I would say is one of the hardest things I've had to do is just getting my bachelor's degree. Totally. It's tough. Totally. And you had already, so you had physical therapy in mind this whole time though. Is that, is that right? Yeah. So as soon as I made that switch after my first semester of community college, which was in 2010, because I started in the fall of 2010. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after that first semester, I was, I just knew like, I don't really want to do engineering. It was totally really boring to me. And, but at the same time I was falling in love with working out and pushing mm-hmm. myself and increasing my performance and learning how the body works. And yeah, my first anatomy course was in community college. And that's when I first was like, yes, this is finally something to do with my degree and what I want to do, like mm-hmm. learning, learning all the muscles and how they work like that. That was like one of my favorite classes. And that really stoked the fire for wanting to pursue physical therapy. Nice. So tell us about your experience at ASU then and getting your kinesiology degree. What was that like? Yeah, man. So it wasn't like the traditional college experience for me because I was taking night classes pretty much or whenever I could. Mm-hmm. And most of the times I, I, they didn't have the classes. So I, I hardly took like any kinesiology courses because they didn't offer them when I needed them. So I'd take like all these different electives. So I, I would take like, took like a Spanish, Spanish for healthcare workers which oh, was nice because obviously I know Spanish, but I, I guess I didn't mention that earlier, but I speak Spanish. Um, but healthcare Spanish is different from the Spanish I, I learned growing up. Totally. Um, where's I going with that? You're taking night classes and like, they didn't even have a lot of the things you needed at the times probably that you could do. Yeah. So I, so I would take a lot of online courses during the summer because they only did summer online courses. Mm-hmm. So I was taking like three or four classes on in the summer and those were like condensed. condensed yeah. Courses. So yep. I mean, that, that was an adjustment. And that's when I first like got introduced to like online learning. So <laughs> by this point we're a pro now, but. Dude, for real. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would take a lot of online in the summer and then as I progressed through like the prerequisites for the later kinesiology courses, I was able, they had more available at night. Mm-hmm. So that kind of worked out. So yeah, it, so I was there from, I want to say 2016 to 2018. So it took me about two years and a half to finish my bachelor's there. And so yeah, I graduated in 2018 of December. And then nice. I started looking at PT schools and looking at their requirements. And I saw AT still actually was a one that I needed to do some prereqs. I think it was a, a nat or not anatomy. Um, it was psychology and they needed like a, a whole different one besides developmental and mm-hmm. abnormal, I think. So I took that during my, during my off time and some other elective just to stay half time. And I didn't have to pay back those loans yet. Yeah. So that kind of, that kind of helped too. Cause once you're after six months, you have to start paying those loans back. So being in mm-hmm. school for that, even though I was done with my degree and having that like off time, being able to take more classes still deferred my loan payments, you know? Yeah. But yeah, man. And so I started, so what the PT cast opens, what, in July? Yeah. So it opens in July for the following year. Yeah. Yeah. So I started, I started it right away. Mm-hmm. And luckily I, luckily and unluckily I injured my shoulder. Like I was in the flag football league and I got landed on and I separated my AC joint. And having a physical job, like delivering beer, I couldn't work for 
a good like three three weeks uh-huh so and that this was like the beginning of july when this happened and that's uh-huh. when gas opened so i was like man i have all this time to work on my application yeah work so that that was kind of a blessing in disguise and i took my gre in july too so i didn't take it before i started the petite class Mm -hmm. but i started studying it i want to say i started studying it like probably march april yeah i bought bought some books they're like the mcgraw hill and kaplan Mm -hmm. that have online courses so i would recommend those to anybody studying for the gre is the mcgraw hill because they have like the whole online course with practice Mm. and everything nice yeah how did the gre go for you like the actual test so i mean it was pain in the butt definitely i don't don't ever want to take it again yeah but honestly those those courses helped I, i didn't do as great as i wanted to um like i definitely met the minimum for most of the schools i didn't meet the minimum for like so i applied to four schools the four schools and no actually i only applied to three schools okay in arizona i just didn't, saw, okay i applied to nau midwestern and at still nice but nau you needed like i missed the verbal reasoning score by like two points so Oof. like they don't even consider it so that's that's a tip to other people like if you don't even meet the minimum then there's no point of even applying because they won't even look at your application yeah don't even waste your money like putting that list that school down exactly so i wasted money just applying there because they wouldn't even they don't even uh just they don't even look at your application you know mm-hmm so yeah, you're filling out PT cast in July. Um, and you, so you'd mentioned that you didn't really have any work experience in physical therapy. So did you like get any shadowing hours or any observation hours? Right. Oh yeah. So that's what, that's what I did during this gap gap time as well. I definitely, I, I shadowed at an in, inpatient acute care. Okay. At like 60 hours there and then that's this was actually no i started doing this while i was still at asu because i did that before i started my internship at asu because okay. program requires an internship and that's huge so anybody applying to pt school i would try to pursue a degree that requires an internship because yeah that was a bulk of the hours because it requires 135 hours. Mm-hmm. So, and I did that at uh, uh, Foothills Sports Medicine. Oh, there. nice. That's where you tech that, right? Yeah, that's where I worked as a tech, yeah. Yeah, so, and I did that, and that this one was in Surprise. So it kind of okay. worked out. I'd go home from work, change real quick, and then go straight to my internship, which was right by my house. Nice. So that all kind of worked out just, like, being so close, like that definitely helped because I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't so close. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got those internship hours. And then after that, I shadowed at a physical therapist at my wife's clinic. She works at a pediatric clinic. Oh, cool. So my wife is an occupational therapist for those that don't know. And she works at a pediatric clinic. So I I, I shadowed the physical therapist there. Mm-hmm. And I just did that for a day. So I got just 10 hours there. Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies works at Rehab Plus, and that's an outpatient orthopedic. And I got another 30 hours there. So that was, that was all the hours I got. Nice. No, that's a good, diverse collection of hours that you ended up getting. Because that's a big thing that they look for is how many different settings are you getting those hours in? So that's a good job you did. For sure. So yeah, I would definitely recommend people just variety is definitely key. Mm -hmm. Mine mine wasn't as diverse as it could have been, but don't look for like getting a bunch of hours in one location, try to get just small amount of hours in a bunch of different locations, you know, and maybe get the most in the one you see yourself most in. Mm -hmm. 
Totally. So when did you, you said you applied to three schools and <laughs> when did you find out or when did you get an interview for AT still? I'm not sure when they emailed me after I submitted it. Cause I want to say I submitted the application in September mm-hmm. or maybe late August. It, I took, I took my time with it. Like I, yeah. I really just try to get everything in order and especially with the essay, I'd recommend like sharing that with your friends and family, trying to get them to look over it. Cause they'll, they'll see things that you don't. So I, I had my, my mother-in-law, um, which is my mother-in-law now. She was still, my wife was still my fiance at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So try to get as many people to look at your essays and everything. before totally. you. So yeah, I didn't submit my application until I want to say September and uh, I'm not sure when they reached back out to me. It wasn't too much longer, but I interviewed in November. Okay. Um, and this was, I want to say early November, maybe like the third or something. Mm-hmm. It was a Friday when I got the interview and I heard back from them that next Monday that I was accepted. Nice. But a huge thing about that was, ASU and AT still have this program where it's called priority consideration. Mm. So you have a kinesiology degree, AT still will look at, they'll take seven people that just graduated with their kinesiology. And now you'll have priority over everybody else. Yeah. Luckily I had in cause when I was interviewing, everybody was already waitlisted. Anybody interviewing was, being interviewed to be waitlisted. Dang. So luckily I, when I got there, the, I was, I remember I was interviewing with some other girl and she was like, yeah, I'm waitlisted already. I was like, well, I, I didn't get that email. So once we were in the interview, we asked and I was like, yeah, it's because your priority consideration and that's why you're not waitlisted. So that was, that was huge. I yeah. Think. Um, so yeah, I heard from them back, heard back from them on Monday that I was accepted. And this was, one of the happiest days of my life. I was like, Oh my God, all this hard work and time has paid off. It's just like so relieving, huge weight off the shoulders, man. Dude, yeah. You can relate. hundred percent, man. I had a, I had a, the same thing. Like, you know, you're working. I had a real similar story to you. Like it took me a long time to work through my bachelor's degree and then you know, finally, like all of those years and all that time, you know, working and going to school at the same time, like when you finally get accepted, it's like, damn, like, okay, it's all worth it now. All that, all that sweat and hard work is all worth it. Definitely, man. Yeah. And that ASU connection thing, like I definitely benefited from that as well because they, I got my degree in EXW and so they, but they also reserve seats for the, for my degree as well. And so for anybody like, and I'm sure there's a lot of schools that also partner up with other PT programs and stuff, but that's definitely something to look into because I knew a lot of my classmates that they didn't even know that that was a thing. And then I had actually, I had to talk to like two different advisors until I had finally found out about that. And so that, that connection right there was like huge, huge, uh, huge benefit to getting in for sure. Definitely, man. So definitely look into that. Yeah. And so, yeah, made it into PT school. We're, uh, we're in our second full semester going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, we, so we started PT school in, 2020. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So tell us about like, what was it like leading up into like before we started school? So like you found out you got in in 2019 and then we had that little gap in time. What was that like for you? Yeah. So, oh yeah, let me, let me go back a little bit. Cause I, so I also got another interview at Midwestern. So I got an interview at two places. Oh, nice. Western and so, you know, A.T. Stills interview, it was kind of just brief. It was like probably like an hour. Like they give you a quick little run through of 
of the building. I only got a, a like a tour of the building that we're in. Mm-hmm. Same. So, and it was just a quick one-on-one interview. And then Midwestern, I had an interview later that month. And honestly, I, I, I like Midwestern better at the time when I did the interview because it was like a whole day thing. It was like started at seven and ended at four fifty. Oh dang! They did group interviews and all that. Um, but I, I just, I just felt like they were putting a lot of time into this interview and showing you tours, having you eat lunch with everybody, having you meet all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. So I was honestly like favoring Midwestern. Mm-hmm. Because so I had until January 15th to make a decision for AT still. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed with um, Midwestern in November at the end of November. But they told you they wouldn't have a decision until February. Oh, sheesh. I was like, well, that's really annoying because it's a thousand dollar deposit for AT still. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have to put that down because if I don't get into Midwestern, then I'm screwed mm-hmm um so yeah that that was frustrating because i really thought i wanted to go to midwestern just based off because i knew more about midwestern my wife also went to midwestern for her yeah. ot degree so i knew more about midwestern and everything and it was kind of close it was closer to my house at the time mm-hmm. so obviously they obviously that was kind of up on my on my list over at still but looking looking back at it like i'm i'm so happy that i'm at at still because i think it's an amazing school and i honestly think it's better than what midwestern would have been um, yeah but yeah man so we're here now that's and right here everything works out for a reason man. that's right yeah that's true so were you doing anything like in between a starting school and then, like, from when you found out you got accepted to when we actually started school, like, those six months in between? Yeah, man, I had a, a super busy six months because um, – so I found out I was going to AT Still. I, I mean, Still was waiting for Midwestern, too. Mm-hmm. They in, in uh, February saying I was waitlisted. Yeah. And all that. So I was like, whatever. Screw them. Yeah. I could finally put my focus on AT still and be like, all right, this is where I'm going. And this is what I can plan around now. Totally. So being, I was lived in surprise. That's probably like an hour and a half away from AT still. Easily. <laughs> so, so I, me and my wife bought our first house in 20, I want to say 2016 in surprise uh-huh so we were planning on selling our house and buying a new house closer to campus and also my wife works in north north phoenix and so we were trying to find somewhere in between mesa north phoenix so that's that's why we chose like just south of downtown mm-hmm. but yeah dude that was a busy process just i mean i was still working full-time trying to save money um yeah also just i had to get the house ready to sell so there's a lot of things i repainted the whole house because you got holes everywhere from hanging things up so right the painting it just fixing things up here and there took took a lot of time mm-hmm. so basically just getting the house ready to sell and finally we got it on the market like late april and we had we had a buyer like a week later because uh it's a seller's market right now mm-hmm. and it was back then and this is also when covid happened too so yeah that, that was that was tough trying to deal with all that during covid so yeah getting the house ready we got the seller in may or maybe we got it in april because we were supposed to close on our old house in middle of May. Uh-huh. And we we had this, we had signed a contract for this house that I'm in now. Um, we signed it in April. 
So, because it was a new build. Mm-hmm. So if we were to try to buy a, like a, not a, a used house or whatever. Yeah, like an already built house. Yeah, so if we were to try to sell and then turn around and buy a new house, because we can't, because the buying a new house was contingent on the sell of our old house. Totally. That would have been a whole whole debacle if we tried to sell and buy a an older house. Yeah, tough to get the so, timing down with that. So yeah, dude, everything just kind of fell in place. But luckily we had this new build and it's a little different because once you sell that house, you can already just kind of buy this the new house mm-hmm. kind of hard to explain yeah but anyways we were supposed to close middle of may and the day that we we're supposed to close the the loan company that our buyer had like it pretty much fell through so damn um Somehow, I don't know what happened. I'm assuming because of COVID, she didn't have a reliable job anymore. So yeah. the loan kind of fell through. So that's a whole new thing because we didn't have any backup buyers because we just accepted that first one because mm-hmm. it was what we what we asked for. And so we had to relist the house. At this point, we're moving. We moved in with my mom. Yeah, because. I mean, we were supposed to close, so we got everything moved out into my mm-hmm. mom's. And then our, our new house was supposed to be done middle of June. So we we're supposed to just live there for probably like two or three weeks. Yeah. Until our new house was ready. So that that buyer falling through, that really put a wrench in things because we had to relist it. And that's that took like almost two weeks for a new buyer. And then mm-hmm. you get that new buyer, it's another 30 days until you can close on the house. Sheesh. So we weren't, so we weren't supposed to close on the new house or on the old house until I want to say July, like close to when school started, like July 13th. Yeah. And it may not seem like a big deal, but I, I was still working and you got to prove that you have a job and they will call your employer the day that you close to see. Yeah. Job. Damn. So that was just so, so stressful. Cause if, cause we could basically lose our new house if cause of this, this buyer falling through, you know? Yeah. And then I couldn't accept my loans for school until I closed on the new house. So I didn't accept my loans on the new house or on, I didn't accept my loans for school until we closed on the new house, like two weeks into school. Yeah. Dang. Luckily I talked to like people in enrollment services and they said that that's fine. You can do that. And so I'm just glad it all worked out, man. Right. It was super stressful, more stressful than it had to be. Dang. Yeah. I'm just happy it worked out. We're in this new house. I'm closer to school and we're settled in. Just thank God it worked out, man. Dude, yeah, there's so much, uh, there's so many complications involved with finances and buying houses and student loans. And that's a whole other mess of things that honestly, we don't really get taught that much about. You, you kind of just have to figure it out on your own. For sure, man. Yeah, it's it's tough, but um, so yeah, okay, so you got in there, and yeah, and you're like starting PT school like at the exact same time. Like, what was, what was that like? Like, how were you feeling about starting PT school with all of this stuff going on? Yeah, man. So starting PT school was kind of rough because obviously we're we we're planning on being in this house a good month before we started school. I was mm-hmm. to get everything set up, desk, get just. So many things I had to do just to get ready, but we started school. I was still living at my mom. So I don't know. I just felt like I was been playing catch up like the whole first first block. Yeah. I was playing catch up because I had so many things to do. I was trying to get this house set up. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into our new house until a week and a half after 
we started school. Dang. So just moving and having all the stuff to do with buying a new house and moving in. Totally. On top of, set up. On top of starting PT school is not ideal, but it's possible. And I made it through. And that's right. You made it through. We're here now. But yeah, man, it that's literally all I really remember from the first block is it me playing catch up. Yeah. I was so behind and I had a bunch of stuff to do. Dude, yeah. It's real easy to get behind in PT school. And yeah, I mean, I was like, I felt like I was playing catch up too. And I, I wasn't, I was chilling. So like, I can only imagine like moving into a new house and then having to do all that schoolwork. Cause that was, it was not easy. For sure, man. I'm, I'm glad it's over with and we are where we're at now. Yeah. So what, so yeah, that first block, like for me, it was like a huge adjustment just getting used to like the workload and like the standard of what you have to, of what we're learning. And yeah, it was, uh, I think that first block was the toughest and I mean, all of it, all of it's been tough, but For sure. I think just like getting adjusted and then going into the second block, I felt a little bit better. Um, how did you feel going into like the second block? I definitely felt better because we had that little break. I was able to kind of catch up on stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that first block was definitely tough and definitely an adjustment period and trying to just learn, learn your best style of studying and yeah, prepping and planning. It's, it's, it's definitely an adjustment period and it takes some time. It I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, same. But yeah, the second second block, I definitely felt more prepared and like I just I like to be organized. So that's that's that was the big thing about the first block. I didn't feel like organized. Like I didn't have my own place and desk. Mm -hmm. to do things. I was kind of just doing stuff in the kitchen at my mom's house and yeah, just kind of hard to be organized. Like I like just you know just like organization, and I feel totally. a lot better when I am organized. Yeah. No, that's huge. Uh, that's staying organized just because there's so many things to keep track of. And you can, like, if you're trying to just remember everything and if you don't have like a good like setup, then it's really hard to stay organized. I can imagine. Yeah. And then the second semester I, or the second block, I, I bought these like uh, whiteboard calendars. And so nice. like a daily planner, monthly planner, and then a weekly planner. And it's all whiteboard, so you just erase it when you're ready. Yeah, that's, that's so good. That definitely helped because I just every day I'd write the daily planner the night before. And then I'd write my weekly planner like on a Sunday. <clears throat> so that was definitely huge. But this semester I bought a planner and I honestly like that better. Cause on the whiteboards, you got to kind of erase it, you know, like you get, get towards the end of the month. Like you want to, you want to look ahead towards yeah. other months. Yeah. I feel you so got to erase everything and redo the calendar. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's kind of annoying. So I kind I, I did that for like the first week, this new semester. Mm -hmm. and now, now I'm just on the planner, just writing it out. Yeah. And, and I have my calendar on like my phone and everything, which has most of the things, but the planner is definitely huge to to stay on track and do everything you need to get done and be able to look ahead, see what else you got to do, you know? Yeah, honestly, like the more places you have stuff, the better, I think, because I have like I have a hard copy planner as well. And then I just put so many reminders in my phone and then I'll put sticky notes on my whiteboards and stuff like that. So the more reminders you have, the better. For sure. We got enough enough in our head and stuff to do that reminders are key, man. Dude, yeah. Easy totally. to forget. Totally. Yeah. So first semester, that was uh yeah, that was that was a lot. And then what was it like? So like how did you feel going into this second semester? Because we're we're in our second semester now. And so how did you feel like with one semester in the bag? 
Um, I definitely felt more confident and being like, I mean, yeah, I can do this and I can, all I got to do is put the time in, put the studying, put the effort in. Mm-hmm. And I know I can do well on these exams and it's basically just taking that approach of preparing for everything and trying to plan everything definitely, yeah. definitely helps me. Um, I was definitely nervous about this semester just because I heard it was the most, the busiest semester that we have. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been busy, but I think I'm, I'm managing my time a lot better. Like I'm actually working out more than I did the first semester. Nice. Like it's just based on your, your day. I mean, we have labs twice a week and so on Wednesday we don't really have much of a break so I don't work out on Wednesday but Monday I'll go after class Tuesday I'll go in between because I've me and you have a three-hour break mm-hmm. before we start our lab so I'll get my workout in then and then Thursday I work out after class Friday. We have a short day, so I definitely try to get a workout in. So I'm at least working out four times a week now versus solid last semester. I was, I like November, I worked out once. I'm like, so I was barely working out, but I just, I feel a lot better when I do work out, you know, like I just feel so much better about myself. I feel more complete, more calm. It's like, when you don't work out, it's like, man, yeah, I'm doing this, but shoot, I really need to be working out. Dude, I feel that. Extra anxiety on you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You feel like I would, dude, I was the same way. I would, like, working out was the thing that got pushed to the side that first semester for me. And I, I've realized that working out is, it's honestly more beneficial for my mental health than it is for my physical health. I mean, yeah, like, obviously you're getting physically stronger, but the impacts that I feel mentally, I notice like a huge difference when I'm consistently working out. And like this semester I've made that a priority and I just feel way, my brain just feels more active and aware when I'm in class and when I'm trying to sit down and study for a few hours. Like if I've already worked out, I feel way more motivated to actually like go through and grind out some studying, you know? Yeah, man. I totally agree. I feel the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing that I've really trying, trying to stick to is just like maintain those good like gym habits because yeah, it really does like spread into all those other areas in your life. Yeah. Your physical health is huge and it it affects everything, you know, affects your cognition and just yeah unhealthy lifestyle is gonna make you stupid (laughs) (laughs) shoot so yeah now that we're in this second semester yeah no this second semester for me like I just feel like I feel like in the first semester I was really so focused on all these classes and almost like forgetting like why I was taking these classes. And then now that we're in the second semester, I feel like we've built that foundational knowledge. And now it's like, okay, now I understand why we learned all those things in that first semester. Cause now it's like, we're putting it more into practice and we're starting to do more critical thinking type of work and really pulling everything together in this second semester. Like, how do you like how do you feel about that? No, definitely. I agree. Um, yeah, the first semester was all foundational stuff. And yeah, now we're it's just kind of making that connection, like, okay, this is what I would be doing as a therapist when I am working. Like it's definitely more more practical, like you were saying. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. Definitely, I mean, the stuff we're learning isn't isn't easy. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it's definitely beneficial and it definitely translates more to real life practice. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I guess just to wrap things up, 
So let's start with if you had to give someone, if you had to give another PT student some advice, like what kind of advice would you give to someone who's in PT school right now? In PT school now? Yeah. Hmm. Definitely planning things out is key. I mean, you don't you don't need to like break it down to the minute or anything, but just having like a good outline of what you want to do for the day and being able to check it off. Like if I get these things done today, then I'll have time to do this tomorrow. Like if you plan things out, then you can kind of plan out your free time, you know? Mm-hmm. If you get so many things done, then yeah, I'll have this amount of free time for whatever self-improvement things you want to do or even just watching TV, whatever you, whatever you like, you know? Totally. Um, so definitely planning. Um, I would say trying to understand the information as soon as you can. I mean, I'm still trying to work on that. Like same bro getting, I guess a huge part of it is getting behind. If you're, if you're behind and you really don't have time to learn it, you know, mm-hmm. like when you're like, let's say we have neuro and you're looking at the lecture just the night before, just trying to get it done. Just so shows that you've completed it. Right. You're not really going to retain it. Yeah. I'm I'm guilty of that for sure. But I think me too. starting on the information early, that way you you kind of build that foundation. and, And the more you go over it, you just, you just connect those dots and that really helps out. Um, I would say, yeah, trying to get some physical activity whenever you can, even if it's just a walk or going to stand out in the sun. Mm-hmm. We're indoors all day now, so. Shoot, I know. We need that vitamin D. Yeah, we're lacking that vitamin D, man. And, um, so, yeah, staying physically active whenever you can, even if it's on the weekends. Like, just doing little improvements here and there, like. It's basically just learning your study study style. Mm-hmm. Like, how do, how would you say your study style has changed since last semester? For me, like, I mean, staying ahead of it, that's been a huge thing that I've been trying to do. Also, just, you know, I was spending a lot of time just, like, trying to reread notes and just, like, Not really, like, I would be just sitting there just, like, I would just read things over a bunch, and that wasn't really doing anything for me at all. And even, like, I would, like, be like, okay, I'll just rewrite the notes, too. And, like, that was, like, a little bit better, but even that still wasn't doing much. So now I've been doing a lot more, like, making, trying to make up questions that I think would be on the test or similar to the test just to like think about the information and how, you know, what, like it helps me, it helps me identify like the key points a lot better. And it also just helps me like process the information better because now I'm thinking about, and I'm trying to, cause it makes, I'm, I'm looking for those connections in the material mm-hmm. and yeah, that's kind of this. So I found I found it that that's been a lot better of a way of studying for me. Um, I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out for sure. I do feel a lot better though than I did those first two semesters. Those first two semester or those that first semester, I felt like I was I was just working so hard to study and just like I was just spent hours and hours of studying and. Honestly, like my test grades wouldn't really reflect like the amount of work that I thought I was putting in. And Mm -hmm. I was like getting really pissed about that. I was like, damn, like I'm studying so long. Like I'm literally spending hours staying up late, just studying and still like doing like I'm passing, but like not doing as well as I would think that I'd be doing. And then, you know, this semester it's been, it's been better for sure. Like I've been getting better results. And, you know, I think it's because of, I'm changing the way I'm studying. It's, uh, I'm doing more, more active learning rather than passive learning, like just reading and rewriting notes. Like 
the active recall of note cards and coming up with test questions. Like that's been, I think that's been the key for me this semester. Yeah, bro. That's, that's awesome. And your quizlets are fire. Just, just saying. Yeah. I I can see that though. You creating your own questions just helps you think about the concept a lot, a lot Mm -hmm. better. And that's something I, I haven't done and I I don't do just because I feel like I don't have enough time to study as it is. So yeah, doing those questions, I feel like is going to take away from my studying, even though I feel like it helps you. But for me, I don't know. I, I'm a, just, I go through the PowerPoints and kind of just read through them and I don't move on until I fully kind of understand it. Yeah. And like, I'll just go through PowerPoint. If I don't understand a word, I'll do like a right click and it's like a smart lookup and it'll show you the definition of the word. Mm-hmm. So like, I really just kind of try to read through the slides as best as I can. And, and then I'll, if I like miss something, I'll go back and be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense now. And like, I'll just basically just go through the slides before like last semester. I just, I'd re-listen lectures and yeah. speed and that helps for sure. But I think the biggest thing is just giving yourself enough time to study. And I don't think I totally. give myself enough time to study. Yeah. I'm always up late, just cramming it in. And mm-hmm. I mean, it works, it works out for me, but it's, I don't recommend it. It's not the best, best study style. Yeah. Um, so I would, that's why getting that, learning that information early and trying to get ahead of the game versus playing catch up is huge. Yeah. No, that's been huge for me too. It's just like, yeah. Giving yourself enough time to study, like at least like minimum a week before you have a test, like start studying. Um, If not like this, the earlier you start, the better. And like, that's been, that's also been a big reason that it's been going better for me this semester is just like, I'm really looking ahead. And then this all goes back to being organized, you know, and like having, having your, uh, your weeks uh, planned out that ahead of time. And so, you know, what's coming up. And so you can start preparing earlier because it does, it takes some time for the material to really like sink in and for you to actually understand it. And yeah, everyone's got a different style too. And it's like, I think, I think it was Levi that was, he was telling me that that's what he does is like writes questions. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, I've seen it before, but you really got to figure out like what works for you, you know? And like, shoot, if it's working for you, you know, that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, I would say I do a lot better on my exams when I start studying like a at least like four days out, mm-hmm. I'll start studying and then just a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. And then the last day you can just go through all your notes and fill in any of the gaps, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. That does come down to planning too, because you can look ahead and be like, all right, I have an exam Friday. That means Monday, I got to study for it a little bit. Tuesday, I got to study for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like on top of all your other assignments and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so planning is key. Preparation is key. Yes, sir. Got to stay on it. Otherwise you get left in the dust. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So last question. And so, yeah, you like going back to like your story, like you had, you got a really crazy like backstory, just even coming into this country and then just going through like your whole undergrad, you know, like, yeah. Um, you know, because it's, it's a, it's a grind just to graduate from your undergrad degree, you know, um, you know, there's a prototypical way of getting into PT school. It's like, you know, you apply whatever your junior year, you go, you graduate your senior year, and then you start right in. Um, but that's re- like, and I thought I was like, I was like, damn, like, how am I going to get into PT school? Like my schooling path was so far from the traditional way. Um, and I like, you know, yours was, yours was not a traditional way either, but you know, we both made it in, which is awesome. What kind of advice would you give to someone who is trying to apply to PT school who maybe had a similar story like we did just a non-traditional trying to figure it out type of thing? 
would say you just got to keep grinding, man. Like it's it's not going to be easy, but nothing in life worth having is easy. So I would say you got to keep grinding. I I don't want to say that I regret the path that I did because I I wouldn't have like I wouldn't have been able to buy my second house started mm-hmm. being peaceful if I didn't take the path that I did. I mean, obviously, I would probably recommend you starting schools soon after high school as you can and trying to get it done sooner rather than later that's that's always a good thing to do but i would say if you can try to take as many classes as you can at a community college it'll be a lot cheaper for you and if you could afford to go to school full-time then do it but if not it's going to be a grind and just know there's a light at the end of the tunnel you got to and you can do it like it's not going to be easy but it's possible and that's basically my best advice because it's not easy he's got to grind hey man bro just stay grinding you know <laughs> right on man hey i appreciate you sharing your story with us that was awesome i think you gave a lot of great advice and wisdom to everyone out there and yeah thank you appreciate it yeah man i appreciate you having me um i think you're doing a great job with your podcast i've listened to all your episodes and you're killing it man honestly and i'm I'm proud of you for doing this podcast and being able to release an episode every single week even though you're in school so props to you man hey i appreciate the support my dude thank you yeah no problem man all right shout out to my boy gamal for joining me today thank you so much for sharing your story with all of us and dropping some wisdom really appreciate that and i really appreciate all of you people listening to the podcast and supporting y'all are freaking awesome yeah keep checking me out every wednesday for new episodes share this podcast and yeah Keep it real, keep it classy, stay woke, all that good stuff.